Hey everyone, quick note about today's episode. The school we will be discussing with our guest today is in an area that has some serious problems. We did not go into great detail, but they are mentioned on the podcast, so you may want to avoid sharing this episode with your children or listening yourself if you are sensitive to issues like child trafficking, HIV, or poverty. That being said, this episode is all about how Grapeseed can help provide students with skills and opportunities even in places with such difficult circumstances. Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. On this episode of Grapeseed Friends, we have a very special guest. Today, we welcome the Principal and Executive Director of the Global Leadership Academy, a school in Uganda, to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Noah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Before we start this interview, I would encourage you all to pause this and look in the description of today's podcast. You will find a Vimeo link to a video from GLA that is incredibly inspirational. It will also give you a better idea of what Noah is talking about in this podcast. So let's start here with your school, Noah. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, um, Global Leadership uh, Academy is a private Christian-founded uh, school in Busia, Uganda. whose mission is to distinctly equip uh, students to think critically, creatively, and biblically through exceptional training in academics technology, and leadership. We currently have a population of 164 students and 20 staff, and this is our fifth year in existence. We have experienced a significant level of excellence, and uh, our students, uh, parents, and caregivers, and staff. Great. So I think our average user probably doesn't know the, the area of Busia, Uganda very well. So can you give us a little bit of an introduction or background into the area your school is in? Yeah, um, our school is located about four miles from uh, Busia City Center. Uh, Busia City Center is also situated at the border of Kenya and Uganda. Uh, the area is densely populated with a high number of children and youths who are uh, affected so much by absolute poverty. Mm. Uh, for more than 30 years after HIV and AIDS was first detected in Busia, Uganda, risky sexual behaviors are still rampant, threatening to increase HIV infection again. As a result, we see children uh, we see child-headed families, high number of orphans, early marriages, and pregnancies. HIV also impacted family relations and, and family economic situation. The impact of HIV on children is uh, reflected in children's school performance. The community does not recognize, respect, promote, or uh, protect children's age of engaging in labor. They have condoned children's involvement in uh, petty businesses, trade and smuggling across the border. In Busia town, at least 80 children are seen daily carrying or helping to push wheelchair loaded with uh, commodities across Kenya-Uganda border. 
the community regards child trafficking as legal activity. Children are afraid from and through Lucia Town to engage in dubious activities such as prostitution. This vice is striving as some community members who work as the middlemen financially benefit from it. A number of children have uh, resorted to engaging in such odd jobs in order to earn a living, affecting uh, the school retention rate. Oof. can imagine that's a very difficult situation for children growing up in that kind of environment. So as you thought about what you could be doing to help those children, how did you kind of get GLA started? Yeah, um, GLS is uh, a minister of 7 billion reasons. Uh, in 2013, we voted as a global of ministering to children of Busia. It wasn't clear until research was conducted, and then it became very clear that uh, the best way to make difference in the area was by establishing a school. A school would help improve on the spiritual, physical, and cognitive poverty among mm -hmm. the children in the community. The education system is in the area is so poor that students and teachers don't have enough supplies to able to facilitate learning and uh, food. And food is not uh, provided in schools. Therefore, uh, students study on empty stomachs throughout the day. Overall, in the community, the poor uh, classroom environments and poor attitude towards education from cultural leaders. Starting Jealous was basically to individually challenge children at all levels and teach them how to learn by using proven classical uh, methodologies. And uh, we see GroupSeed uh, as uh, a methodology to help uh, these this children in, in the Busia community. I really like how you mentioned there that the school being the center for student growth, not just in the sense of education, but also helping them physically, spiritually, and cognitively. Those three things all together, really, if your students don't have that at home, for example, or in their communities, just teaching them facts and knowledge isn't enough. Like you said, they need food, they need guidance. So having a place like your school, I think the original mission statement is just so great there of kind of building a place for students to have all of that together. Mm, yeah, true. So you had mentioned that that you noticed that grapeseed is something that kind of ties into what your school is doing. So how were you first introduced to grapeseed? Yeah, in, 20, uh, in 2015, uh, 7 billion board of directors were introduced to Grip City through Rob Proves, the mobilization pastor at Colonial Baptist Church in Curry, North Carolina. Uh, Rob had been using Grip City at uh, his Deacon uh, Center in Albania. Rob shared with the board what a successful program it was and how the parents in Albania truly loved program. He shared that that, uh, that he thought it would be a great addition to our school. 
So uh, Lolith Canod, one of the founders of Seven Billion Reasons, reached out to Gripsid and had many calls and discussion with DC. Uh, the plan was uh, developed for JLS to be first school in Africa to use the program. And in January 2016, DC and Lydia came to train our teachers and we were actually at the school on the very first day of uh, JLS's opening. Oh, wow. That's really special that they were able to be there and experience that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so originally, just for people who might not know, 7 Billion Reasons and some of these other organizations, basically through church and religious groups, Graveseed and, and your school and the founders got connected. Then you decided to use Graveseed at your own school. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. So currently, how many Graveseed students and teachers do you have? Yeah, uh, currently we have uh, 75 students benefiting uh, from uh, uh, this program. Uh, we have uh, uh, one teacher who oversees all the three classes and uh, three other teachers who directly benefit or support uh, the program. And uh, so far for uh, over uh, four years, we have seen about 105 students who have gone through uh, this program. Mm. So what units are they on now, your students that are still taking it? Um, uh, the very first class um, is at uh, Unit 2. Uh, then uh, the second uh, class is at Unit 8. Then the third class is at uh, Unit 13. And that's where we ended uh, before the lockdown because of this COVID-19 uh, situation. Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a difficult time for everyone in the world, but I, I can imagine it's very difficult for your children where there's this school is kind of the place they go for that cognitive, physical, spiritual guidance, and they're no longer getting it, at least for now. Yeah, I think it is uh, a very difficult situation. And uh, as, as you, you can tell, uh, children are not able to come to school and um, no, they had developed a passion uh, for this program and uh, for other uh, school activities. And um, um, uh, they no longer come. And uh, this makes it really very hard um, to uh, continue with this program when they're at home. So uh, not until the government is able to open our schools, that's when they will return. And uh, we hope um, uh, the students will be able to um, continue perfectly from where they left uh, from. And uh, as you know, Gripsid is um, engaging, participatory, and uh, an awakening program that uh, every child desires to have, and I know uh, our students are missing. Hopefully things can get, get back to normal soon and students all over the world can start getting back in the classrooms. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So with your experience with Graveseed now, a few years, do you have your own favorite song or story in Graveseed? Um, yeah, I, I have a, a story. Uh, Sad Sam. Ooh, nice. Sad Sam's my favorite story, too. <laughs> yeah, in Unit 6. That's, that's great for me. And uh, 
course, my favorite song as well is uh, a good morning song. That's so nice. And uh, this is um, each time I come and I see students like um, uh, waiting for their teachers. I say good morning to you, and uh, they all respond with joy, with love, and uh, that is so engaging. And uh, it, it brings cohesion between me and uh, uh, the students at school. Great. Let's talk about that some more. So, can you share a story or two about some things your students have said using some of that grapeseed language? Um, yeah, during class time, one of the there is this in class always uh, asked him, "Who is not ready?" Uh, for class, and the whole class answers, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. And, uh, and the other day I entered the class and I realized that uh, some of the students were not in class. I asked uh, where other students were, and the students said some of their friends were absent because they had uh, malaria. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, and uh, one student uh, raised their her hand with a lot of concern. Then I gave her the opportunity to speak and she said, teacher, do you know what? I said, no. If I had money, I would pay tuition for all uh, my friends who are not here today. And, wow. um, and uh, I think those are uh, encouraging. And I uh, think the um, the, the understanding level, the um, uh, the boldness, and uh, the correct use of the language, I think that was so engaging. And uh, this is a language in Gripsit with the routine regular exposure. A child of five can easily express him or herself clearly, and as indicated above. And uh, this is this is something that we have seen in our students and. Um, uh, and uh, this is something that we don't see in some students that uh, have not that have not been exposed to this uh, culture. And most importantly, to note, our students have become role models in their homes and villages by teaching their siblings and other children in the communities the stories and songs they learn from school. This literally means that uh, the program extends to other children in the community who for some reason don't have the opportunity to benefit from this program. That's so wonderful to hear. I think we've had some other guests on the podcast in the past have mentioned similar things where Grapeseed, of course, we're teaching English and we're teaching language, but there's so many extra benefits that kids are getting from our program. And it's in even in just being good human beings, like you're talking about, like where one of the kids is sick, the other raises her hand and says, I'd like to pay for all my friends who aren't here today, or just students being more confident and happy outside of class because they're, they're experiencing grapeseed, they're understanding, they're able to communicate, they feel so more, much more empowered by this. So it's great to hear stories like this. Yeah. yeah. Shifting from students to parents here, how did the parents of your students react when you first decided to start Grapeseed at your school? Yeah, so uh, Grapeseed being a new culture, um, they were, uh, the parents were very excited. This was a big opportunity for uh, their children to start an international culture, um, which will help their children with good English and exposure. 
uh, to best uh, workbooks and uh, classroom materials. Yeah, uh, parents proved the use of the college camp because to widen the education scope uh, that encompasses diversity. Wow. Uh, this is uh, this is what um, um, uh, the parents were excited about because uh, their children to have uh, a curriculum that is international. That means they will pay uh, a lot of money by taking this, their children to uh, other cities like uh, Kampala or Jinja or Bali, mm. but uh, uh, a small city uh, uh, where we are this year, uh, having such a curriculum is just less of an opportunity. But having groups in come in a small city like Busia, um, that was a great opportunity and uh, parents were excited about that. Wonderful. What do they think about it now? Uh, the best culture. <laughs> best <laughs> That's culture. good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, best culture. And uh, they think that this is the culture every child should attend. Okay. Um, because, yeah, it has, it helps uh, children really express themselves in English language. Uh, after a short period of time, because like uh, students who are at Unity 2 are able to express themselves in, uh, in English, which is uh, um, a, a great thing, and uh, they feel uh, they feel like uh, that uh, their children should not actually leave school. And uh, I will tell you that uh, uh, parents now recommend other parents to bring their children to our school. And uh, this has made our school become more exceptional in this community. And um, they can see high level of uh, confidence uh, among uh, the children. And uh, there's an improved relationship among the children and as well at school and even in the community. So this this is uh, um, a, a great benefit. And uh, that's how they think about it because they see results um, are right right there and uh, we see um, improved behavior among, uh, among the children and uh, while here at school and uh, this comes right from class where students are uh, asked to remain silent raise raise their hands when when they want to say something uh, among the others and uh, this is uh, um, it improves on communication uh, discipline and behavior and character, and this is what uh, uh, our parents uh, uh, think and see Rips doing in the uh, in the lives of their children. Wow, I'm glad that we were able to fulfill their expectations with their initial their initial ideas and excitement being so high. I'm glad we were able to meet those, and they're still loving the program. Yeah. Yeah. So what other benefits and opportunities do you see Grapeseed giving your students? Yeah, capabilities to understand concepts from other subjects because of the language. Mm. Um, you know, it is, it is um, uh, official language is um, English. And um, having understanding concepts right from um, uh, that lower level, it helps them understand better other uh, other subjects because of uh, the English language. Mm. Uh, then the other thing that I will talk about is uh, improved relationship among students themselves because they can easily relate because of the language. 
since all these children come from different families and tribes. And you see, um, since um, our community uh, comprises of uh, so many tribes, uh, the children don't speak the same language. Hmm. But when they attend groups, it, uh, they learn the language, and that uh, helps the students to communicate among themselves. So uh, in that way, to improve the relationship in the shortest time possible mm. after attending attending uh, the group seat curriculum. Um, our students develop the desire to read since the materials are so engaging. Uh, you know, um, like when we see stories, when we see um, the big book, uh, when we <laughs> see um, the songs, these are so engaging. And the materials, uh, how the materials are designed, they kind of attract um, uh, children, students uh, to actually uh, get close uh, to this to read. So that desire, the passion to read, uh, is developed uh, because of uh, these materials. Yeah, students show interest in the culture at a very early age uh, due to ERP uh, that arouses the attention. Mm. This repeated exposure. Because they keep on listening to the same, 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 same words, uh, which actually stick, goes deep into their mind, and uh, it does not actually run out of their mind. So, and uh, that's how they actually develop because they want to learn, learn more, so which is a great thing. And uh, we also see that uh, students learn the language through acquiring it naturally without quoting mistakes, like uh, in grammar. So the the language itself. Um, is is learned naturally because uh, because of the exposure and uh, which also goes back um, it, it helps them like uh, develop interest and that's how they, they kind of acquire it naturally. Mm. Then um, they also um, they learn reading at an early age uh, through uh, phonics. Yeah, this is a great opportunity. Uh, you find that. Uh, uh, a child is able to read um, uh, after attending maybe three, four, five units, which is a great thing. Mm. Uh, unlike other uh, students in other schools, where it takes them like um, several years before they can read, um, they can read a word or able to read any sentence. But uh, with the grips, it kind of uh, helps uh, the students uh, to. Uh, quickly uh, learn how to read uh, because of the phonics, which is which is a great a great opportunity, and uh, I think that's why parents struggle so much to have their their children here. So Gripsid broadens the students' thinking and reason because of the spiral system of teaching and learning. For instance, simple, complex. Mm. You you can you, you can actually tell that um, unit one is not as hard as probably unit five, so it's kind of uh, a gradual. So it is step by step, step by step, which which kind of uh, helps uh, uh, students to understand and help them reason. Because if if you find if you found a student that. Uh, uh, has gone through uh, all the units, um, the understanding, the reasoning, the articulation is uh, is uh, totally different 
from any child or any student that has never gone mm. through this kind of curriculum uh, or program. So, Absolutely. great opportunity. And, uh, and uh, I just want to take this opportunity to really appreciate um, Lydia and uh, Nyasha. Yeah. Lydia and Yasha, shout out. We love them. They're yeah, great. Yeah, they are great. Um, they are great and they have supported uh, our teachers uh, to effectively teach um, the groups in the culture. And um, it is just beautiful the relationship that uh, they have created uh, um, uh, with the teachers and with the students in time they come to support. It's just incredible. And uh, just want to say thank you to them. Also, I think you have a, another, we have to do one more shout out on the podcast here. I think that rooster in the background, what other animals, <laughs> what other animals do you have on campus there? Uh, we have a cat. Um, we, we have, we have a cat and the cat's name is uh, Rabbi. Okay. And, uh, and uh, is, uh, Rabbi is, uh, the, the big man on campus. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So a cat, a rooster. What else? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The rooster. The rooster is not uh, um, uh, on campus. Uh, it's the neighbors. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and and the neighbors rooster, but uh, uh, we had roosters and uh, and hens. We sold them. Uh, we are going to restock soon. So. I think sometime next year we should be having um, about 250 um, uh, hens uh, that will provide eggs for our children, wow. our students here at school. Then um, just maybe about five roosters to keep to keep to keep the hens. You gotta <laughs> keep the eggs coming, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's all that's all great for students in Unit Four when they get there. And all the animals around to talk about perfect, perfect examples just right around them, not just in the materials themselves. But they get to talk about the cat, Rabbi, the big man on campus, and the hens and the, the father chicken. So great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and we also do farming. Uh, we have a school garden. And, uh, we have spinach, we have onions, we have uh, carrots. We, have corn, um, we have papai, and uh, we have also avocado. Um, wow, so perfect for unit five. You have everything there. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> they, can see, they can see some of those things, and I think uh, it becomes more easier to learn, isn't it? <laughs> yes, with natural examples everywhere. Well, yeah. I'm very, very thankful that you took the time to share your story with us. I think with a lot of teachers that are in different countries around the world, this is another good reminder of the, the greater community that we're all a part of, that we're all working together, whether we're in Busia, Uganda, or we're in Seoul, Korea, or we're in kind of southern Thailand and Trong, or one of those places. There's just so many different all these different schools, we're trying to give our students opportunities to have a great and bright future. So thank you so much for joining our podcast, Noah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Again, I would like to encourage all of you to watch that video in the podcast description. 
It will certainly brighten up your day because it did mine. And I hope it helps make you all feel connected to this warm global community that we're all part of here in Grapeseed. So as always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.